Welcome to the Lingostown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. Well, we are beginning a new series of messages today, and this series called See the Future is really going to revolve around understanding a little bit more of our vision as, uh, as Lingolstown Life. Just bear with the sound, okay? We, uh, we have all new people learning this stuff right now, so, uh, so we're thankful for Ed up there, and he's going to make it all sound good, so just, just be calm, okay? okay? There's no pressure on Ed at all this morning. No pressure at all. But uh, anyway, this series, we're going, to, uh, we're going to take a look at some scriptures where, where God is in the process of helping people to see what they cannot see. So today, we're, we're looking at the story of Ezekiel and the Valley of Dry Bones, and, and this is an opportunity for Ezekiel to be called to see what he cannot see. Uh, next week, we're going to hear Jesus call to us to, uh, to pray for harvesters, to see a harvest that is waiting to be harvested. Now, oftentimes when we go through life, we, we don't see what God is doing in our midst, but God is doing some pretty spectacular things in people's lives right now. And the question is, are we able to see the future of what God is doing in people's lives. Uh, we're going to move on from there the next couple weeks then as well. We're going to be talking a little bit more about, uh, about how we see our vision as a, as a church um, at, at each of our campuses, how that is incorporated uh, in each campus and, and incorporated together. So, uh, so I want to sort of get into today's message and I'm going to take a moment and go back before we go forward, but I, I still remember the day that I asked Jerry Stewart to, uh, to take Kendall Berry and I uh, into what is now Ray's place. Now, you weren't there that day, but I remember walking in to the dirtiest place I had been in quite some time, uh, it, it was just full of discarded pieces of the past, uh, stuff that was sort of left over from, from the motorcycle shop days and the boat and tackle days. Uh, we threw out more lead weights than probably there were than in all of Dolphin County, I bet, today. But we just, we, we walked into this place that was nothing but dirt and grime. And if you had seen it from the outside, you probably would have thought it was ready to fall down because that picture that you see, that's after a lot of stuff had been cut down and pulled away from the building. And, uh, well, I got to tell you that that day when, when the three of us walked in there, I was just overwhelmed by God saying to me, do you see what this is going to be? And I'll, I'll be honest, when you walked in there, 
you, you would have had a hard time. <laughs> you would have had a hard time seeing what it was going to be. I mean, it wasn't really until, though, we pulled that garage door up and suddenly the light came streaming in and there was Stabler Park on the other side of the street. And when you walk in that building today, Jerry, I'm sure you'd agree that you walk in there now, you're like, this isn't the same place. And let me tell you, when, when, when you see the kids who come, when you talk to their parents, well, we see more happening there today than probably what I ever envisioned on that particular day. And thank you, because you all saw it too. You all saw it and you made it a reality. Many of you have taken the time to come and read. Many of you have, have come and, and donated books. Many of, you, many of you were part of painting and all of the other things that went into that. You know, it's, it's, it says something when uh, we've had two college presidents who've come and read to our program. Just looking at that picture, uh, President Phipps from Messiah University was one of our readers as well as, as uh, Dr. Ski from Hack. Um, we've appreciated both of them and the support that they've given to us. They see what we couldn't see back then. It was just after Easter of 2019 when our district superintendent said to me, would you come to a meeting with me? All I want you to do is listen. Let me tell you, for a pastor, the hardest thing to do is to sit for two hours and just listen and not open your mouth. That meeting was here. Uh, here at this Rockville campus. And, and for the folks from our Rockville campus, they'll tell you that meeting was, that was hard. That was a really hard meeting. But this is a, this is a congregation that has, has withstood floodwaters multiple times. This is a, this is a congregation that, that thought that they were on the verge of closing their doors. And when I left that meeting that night, I walked outside with the district superintendent and he, he asked me a question that I think could have been God's question that was posed to Ezekiel. Can these bones live again? Can these bones live again? And somewhere deep down in here, I don't know, as I write it in here, I don't know if you want to call it a gift or a curse or just plain old naivete, but I've always been one to believe in the future. I've always been one to believe what others couldn't see and believe that it could be. And so... I said yes on this adventure that has brought us together, and that's so actually one of the reasons we're here today. It's, 
sort of the perfect place to, st to step the first step in this, in this series of seeing the future. But I have to be honest. I have to be honest with all of you. A lot of times during the last two years, it's been hard to see the future. Just, just in general, in life, it's been hard to see the future for the last two years. I, I've, I've struggled. I've struggled mightily with seeing the future. And, and I, I can be honest and say that there's probably been a lot of times that I've felt like, like I'm Ezekiel standing in this valley of dry bones and I'm looking around and I'm saying to God, nope, <laughs> nope, these are dry bones. The life is gone. All I can see is what is, not what shall be. And maybe you found yourself there too. Maybe, maybe not specifically about the church, but maybe about something that's going on in your own personal life right now. And you look around at your situation and you think to yourself, no, these are dry bones. There is no life here. I can only see what is, not what will be. But then we need to remember. We need to remember that we serve a God who is doing new things. A God who reminds us that dry bones can live again. And then I get, I get excited when I hear God ask me the same thing God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live again? Can these bones live again? There, there's something about what Ezekiel standing there in the valley of dry bones that reminds me that if we are going to see the future, we have to do two things. And the first thing that we have to do is we have to believe. We have to believe in a God who is still performing resurrections. The, the reason that we exist today as disciples of Jesus it, it isn't, don't, don't send me emails about this, just listen. It isn't because of this. It is because of the resurrection. The first disciples, the, they were the ones who would write this later on. What transformed them was the resurrection of Jesus. When they saw Jesus, they were transformed. You see, it's the resurrection that changes all of us. And it's the story of the resurrection that we read here and the accounts of people's lives that remind us that God is in the resurrection building business. And God is in the business of bringing dead things and dead people back to life. We need to believe in a God who is still performing resurrections. And when you look around, I want you to see that God has already done that here. When we couldn't see a future, God reminded us, I do great things when things don't look so good. 
But we don't just need to believe in a God who is still performing resurrections. We, we also have to believe that God wants to transform people and communities. The reason we're here, the reason we're here is because we want to be a heartbeat for the community. That's really, that's really our, our, our message here at the Rockville campus. We want to be the heartbeat for the community. And so we have to know our community. We have to understand our community. We have to recognize that long before the community will show up on a Sunday morning, we have to show up in the community, meeting the needs of the people, meeting the needs of the larger community, because we have to believe that God wants to transform people and communities. But we also have to believe that God wants each and every one of us to be a part of the transformation, not only from within us, but also through us. And so when we believe that God wants to transform us and that God wants to transform the community and individuals through us, it is our calling to be a part of what God is doing. And that's what, this, that's what we're going to talk about throughout this whole month. God is in the business of turning dry bones into an army if we only believe that God can still do that. I said there were two things, right? What's the first thing? What's the first thing? Th thank you. I'm a little hard of hearing, so... The first thing is to believe. The second thing is to pray. To pray. Pray expecting God to resurrect dry bones. Now, a lot of times our prayers are, well, a lot of times our prayers are too, what's the word I want? Our, our, our prayers are too simple. What? Repetitive. Too repetitive, yeah. Vague, right. Small. Yeah. So many times when we have the opportunity to take the power of God and bring it to bear on the world around us, we forget that we believe in a God who wants to resurrect dry bones if we are willing to pray the prayer. See, when Ezekiel spoke to those bones, what was he doing? He was, speaking, he was speaking the power of God to them. It was his prayer that God would breathe new life into these bones. Ezekiel had to believe, but he also had to pray because he expected God to resurrect dry bones. And that's what I want to remind you about today, that we need to be a people of prayer. And we're going to talk more about this in the coming weeks, <clears throat> about how we can begin to pray, expecting God to resurrect dry bones. But we also need to pray for our communities and for people. Now, when I talk about praying for our communities, I mean praying about the communities that you, that you live in. Yes, we need to pray for our community of faith, but we need to pray beyond that. We need to pray for, for the community of our schools. We need to pray for the community of our, of, our, of our sporting activities. We need to pray for the community that, that makes up our band. And we need to pray for the community that, 
Well, whatever you're involved in, you're a part of a community. And you need to be praying for that community. Praying and believing that God has something special for that community of people that you are a part of and that God has put you there for a purpose in that community. But we also need to pray for people who are part of that community and believe that God wants to be at work in their lives. I, I, I truly believe that God is already working in their lives. And that leads us to the third thing that we need to pray for. We need to pray for eyes to see where and how God is at work and how God can use us. We need to pray for eyes to see where and how God is at work and how God can use us. I've said this so many times that, that God is working and our problem is that we're not seeing what God is doing because we're not asking God to open our eyes to see the future, to see what God can do, to see what God will do if only we make ourselves available. So there's two things we need to do. What's the first thing we need to do? Please. What's the second thing we need to do? Pray. Are you willing to do it? Oh, that's like a that's like a golf clap, okay, you know? We need some like tiger roars, you know? Like when Tiger, you know, sinks that putt on the 18th three at the Masters and wins. So do you believe? Yes! There you go. Are you willing to do the work of praying? Yes! Good. Let me read these words one more time and hear the question at the end. Because this is my question for you. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? Let's pray. Thank you for joining us on the Lingostown Life Podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth and love God and love others.